This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is September 7th, 2016. NFL Week 1 Picks and Kicks. This may also double and split off its own separate podcast when we talk about what we're kicking it about. But for anybody who don't know, we try to do a Picks and Kicks at least weekly, bi-weekly. What we kick it about what's going on in the NFL and pick the games. So we're going to get started. This first NFL Week 1 Picks and Kicks, I got Calhoun with me. What's up, homie? Man, always good to be with my brother. What's happening? Chilling, getting ready for the NFL season. Great time. Yes, Lord. It's, we need this one, boy. I've been waiting on this shit. Yeah, so much going on in the country. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tumultuous. Yeah, so, and a lot of that tumultuous, and a lot of that tumultuous and hard times have led to what we're going to kick it about. So anybody who's been following the NFL knows it's only one thing we can kick it about before we start picking games, and that's Colin Kaepernick. The great Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, the American, Colin Kaepernick, American hero. Yeah, exactly. Real American hero. So, so I think it's, I don't even think I have to follow football right now to see what he's doing because he's, he's infiltrated the households of your, uh, not just a fan, but someone who's not into football. That's, he's turning America. He's showing just like with everything else, just showing the ugliness of America, though there's two different Americas. Well, before we get to that, if you were to take a poll of the most polarizing people of the past month, he would be in the top five. Right. So it would probably be Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama in some order. And he would be maybe number four, maybe number three, depending on you know your feelings on Obama. Yeah, I was about to say, I think he, right now he's dominating the headlines even over Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, so he, right now, today, because this story's been going on, what, two weeks now? He's probably, for the past two or three weeks, he's been definitely top three, top four most polarizing people. Yeah, for, for the past two weeks, he's been number one. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's talking about the same thing with this guy. Yeah, so get back to your point. This show, one of the polarizing things is that this shows America's ugly head, but this story is taking on so many different branches, right? Right. So, you know, one of the main branches we talked about was, well, before we, you know, we talked about Sage Steel, just blacks response to it in general, right? Or just the general republic's response. And me and you were talking offline about some of the responses and you condemn some of the responses and I myself was part of the problem but I think I've gotten a bigger I've gotten a more enlightened view of the whole situation why you was part of the problem is going to be the problem what do you mean so we talked so when he came out you know Rodney Harrison is he black and I think that was what a lot of people were saying and so I, I was in that camp like is he even black enough to be saying this type of stuff because we were with one of our other people who've been on the podcast, and he was saying Colin Kaepernick isn't black because he doesn't have the black experience. And so you were saying that 
that doesn't matter. And so as I thought about it more and more, I think him not having the full black experience or him having interracial parents, because this part of the problem too. So unlike most races inside the black community, and maybe other races feel like this, but there's a particular divide between blacks and interracial or mixed kids. I mean, because most of us as blacks feel like they don't get the full black experience because one of their parents are white and that kind of dilutes the full black experience, if you will. And a lot of times they don't come from hardship and struggle that I, that most blacks identify with. And See, I disagree again. And it's not just, and this is why this is bigger than even what's going on now. It's not just uh, blacks against mix. It's also skin complexion. Uh, light-skinned blacks against dark-skinned blacks. Nothing that just pitted against us in order to... Uh, it, it's a it's a, a horrible distraction in order so we don't focus in what's really going on and what's the problem. And some people have, and, me, and you and I have spoke about it <clears throat> in length, about it as if this person is black enough, if that person is... It doesn't matter because he looks black enough. Well, I, oh, that's where I think kind of the problem is. I'm not going to say the problem. I think that that's where the misconception is. So to outside races, they all look black. We all look black, right? But internally, you don't look black because you haven't had the black struggle. And so like I said, I was talking to a fellow podcaster on one of the guests on Disney. But then again, the reason why I disagree with that because we don't know how he's he's raised. You look at J. Cole, he's mixed. His upbringing is different from, say, a mutt like Drake. Who's mixing? He had an upper hand. Uh-oh. Well, I think Colin Kaepernick kind of falls more into the Drake J. Cole time. I mean, the Drake side than the J. Cole. Because. He was adopted. Again, let me get to my point. I was talking to a, a, a guest, and he was saying that Colin Kaepernick was adopted by. You know, his first name was he was adopted by a rich white family. He was raised by two white people. And how could he have a black experience when he was raised by two well off white people? It's just like that story that we have seen. Uh, I'm, I'm, this is just the discussion we had. So that was, and that was, and that was kind of what Rodney Harrison was saying to a lesser degree. And that's no, Rodney Harrison was taking an ignorant approach, and that he's not black, or he his color. The same thing he was saying about Jesse Jackson. He was just taking the, the same old ignorant stance on someone who has something to say. My problem that comes in uh, Uncle Tom's like Rodney Harrison and. Other times who say stupid shit like that, and is you sidetrack from what the real issue is. Well, it doesn't matter what he said. He's doing more than Rodney Harrison, bitch ass ever did. Rodney Harrison been in the lead, but if it takes someone who's mixed or who's light skinned to to push what's really going on, meanwhile these dark skinned or whatever you want to call these other motherfuckers, too quiet and even now too much of a coward to even stand up. So I think it's bullshit to even point out. He has light eyes, or he's light skinned, or he he's not black enough. Your black ass been black for the longest. You ain't did a goddamn thing to help the community. You ain't said nothing at all. So that's why I I I dispel that. I, that pisses me off because the biggest thing is someone speaking for what's going on. I don't care if it was a cracker who was raised in the hood. Okay, what it is or who it is. Here's the problem. I'm willing to put. My career on the line for it. And even now, even now, not even a tenth of a percentage of players are standing with him. 
And his points are valid. More WNBA players stood for black men getting killed than black men standing for. And that's pathetic. And they're all cowards. I want to tackle a point you made a little later on. But me personally, I was on the Rotten Harrison side of things. And I thought about it and I said that I think that skin color does blur tones. But in this case, I think it, it gives him a perspective that a Rotten Harrison, a Darren, or a Calhoun, anybody with black parents wouldn't have. So he's able to see true love coming from the from whites. So he can see the other side of the rainbow. He can see, and this isn't where you go to work and you work with a cool-ass white boy. That's not what I'm talking about. Or you may interact with some of some whites sporadically, and they all seem relatively nice. That's what I'm talking about. He's seen true love from white people. So I think that he can give a perspective of, hey, they aren't all bad because they're ones who love me unconditionally, right? And I think any mixed child can say that, whether they have a white mom or a white dad. They can basically say, hey, unconditionally, I'm loved by a person of another color. And that's not a perspective meal you can have. So in that regard, I think he's probably a better messenger for the message he's delivering than just a Michael Vick just to throw somebody out there. I agree. To an extent, I agree. To what extent? I'm just curious. I, I mean, we just, this is something we talked about offline. Like I told you, I had to grow to think about it. I, think he can give, I just think he can give a... He can see the full side of it. He can see the full full vision. He has full view, vision. I don't think both... I don't think blacks have the full vision. Because even when me and you talk... You're a staunch defender of good people and stuff like that, but it's the difference between being a good person and being loved by somebody from another race. Man, until you've been just hated. The problem is because we speak in such vagueness. Um, you and I, neither one of us have been beaten by police. Neither one of us have had anyone close to us being killed by police. You and I, we haven't had uh, certain things. When it comes to whites, we've had some racism, but we haven't had this flat out. So there is vagueness here. So my whole stance on all this is because they're white don't mean they're wrong, because they're black don't mean they're right. And I know what you're saying that you get, he had whites to directly love him. I've had great encounters with people of all races and all folks. And that's the difference, though, right? You may have one, you had very little encounter with he's seen it day in and day out. I mean, but on the flip side, in that, in that regard, you see more negative blackness. More uh, blacks being in a negative light day in, day out. How do you look at blacks? What do you say? How do you look at blacks? I mean, I mean like, offline, it's not like you look at blacks like they're the best thing smoking. I look at them, the same time I look at everything else. Most of them are good, some are bad. Yeah. But you made, I think, the, I think the point I'm getting to is you made a good point. The difference between blacks and whites is that blacks don't control anybody's lives. So when a lot of racists say blacks are being racist, blacks don't even have a lid to stand on to be racist. Right, but you can be a president. And some of all of us have their head in this country. Yeah. Which is why I stand with Colin Kaepernick. He's exactly right. He, he's standing for something that really does make sense. That's true, and it's drawing light to the subject. The problem I have is... As usual with white media, or media for the most part, 
Instead of focusing on what the problem is, you focusing on what's going on. He won't stand. He's not patriotic. Why are you not focusing on the reason why he's not standing? And I think that that's, I think that that's, like you said, the main problem now. Like, literally, I'm sure you can just go ask somebody off the street. It's been forgotten why he's standing to sin. Now the story is, is he going to stand to sit? But why he's standing to sit doesn't really matter. And it's a shame because every time they ask him, he tries to turn the subject back on. He tries to stir it back on course, right? Like he tries to. No, he's not trying. He does. But again, that goes back to what I, I feel the problem is in this country. It's, a, it's, it's the way we're perceived by media and it's our justice system. And you can see how media is specifically treating this issue. I mean, it's pathetic. It's disgusting. Instead of focusing on, instead of having a real town hall or a real discussion about the issues in which he's sitting, we keep talking about if he's sitting for the national anthem. And that's bullshit. Let's talk about what's really going on. And that's my problem. You have coony ass niggas like Jerry Rice and coon niggas like Rodney Harrison come out of the woodwork. Question, what have you said done during all of this nonsense, this violence that's going on, this this race war that's starting? What have you said? Where are you standing in all this? But you can talk. Then you have idiots. Idiots. Like Ben Rossesberger. How dare he open his mouth to reprimand any player when he's a fucking rapist. So you had cats like Ray Lewis who was cool and was riding in Baltimore. Don't riot. You had people like the mayor and these suckers like John Lewis and all the other hoes talking about don't boy, don't march, don't protest. You had other idiots right here who don't even want to boycott. He's taking a, a, a silent stance, a non-violent stance. These crackers want non-violent, right? He's taking a non-violent stance. And he can't even get the support of his teammates, let alone the league, let alone people outside of the league. Now, how much of that is tied to money? I don't care what it's tied to. You need to have the courage to do what's right. And cats like Jerry Rice, who's retired, and all these other cats, you really can come on out and, and really be on the front end. Maybe you can talk to him and say, it's a... Who was a soccer player? Uh, she's a Caucasian woman. And she, I stand with Colin Kaepernick. She kneeled doing it. She was like, and she's a, because she's homosexual and she see uh, the side where he's coming from. What these idiots don't understand is there's an America. There's one thing America. This flag has two different faces. So the white and the privileged, they see, they get to see the South America that we don't see. They see it with the makeup on. They see it with the outfit on. They see it with the waist training and the push-up bar and the spanks. We see it without the makeup. We see a disease-ridden, uh, bare-faced, bald-headed, classless, uh, trash whore in a potato bag. That's the America that we see. Do you think Colin Kaepernick sees that America? Yeah, Colin Kaepernick sees that America. Because if you're not part of the white America, a whole order, because guess what? When he's pulled over when he's driving there, they don't see what color he they don't see if he's uh, he has two white parents. That's not what they see. They don't see what he has one. They just see a nigga in the coop. So let me ask you this. Do you think Jerry Rice them see? What, what, what America do you think Jerry Rice them see? 
I think cats like Jeremiah is just cool. It's just old coward. But if you stay out of trouble, then what? If you stay out of trouble and you hang with mostly white people, what America do you see? Now imagine hanging with white people and you stay out of trouble. Trouble finds you if you're the right color, if you're in the wrong situation. Coming from that Somebody like Jerry Rice who's never been in trouble. What America do you think he sees? It doesn't, this, he, it, it doesn't matter. He didn't grow up in the same way. He didn't grow up rich. We had a podcast that we didn't release. Well, a guy who probably makes decent money, but nothing major. Would you say, what America do you think he sees? I don't know. I can't fathom it. Because what he was speaking, I, I don't know. From what he spoke, and just to paraphrase, he one is. Huh? So if somebody who makes, who probably just makes six figures, think about it. How much more so with a Jerry Rice or a Rodney Harrison or any of these guys who've gotten a taste of the real good life? And again, they intermingle with a lot of white people because that's who controls yeah, that industry. Now, at some point, you've had running an encounter. Again, you can be in that same white neighborhood, your neighborhood. Now, I'm not speaking your neighborhood, but if you call yourself one of these niggas that think it's so good to move into a white neighborhood, you can be a nigga in front of your house, sitting in directions, and police come up for you because you're a nigga in this neighborhood. But if that doesn't happen, so be like a Jerry Rice. I mean, we just talked specifically like Jerry Rice, Rotten Harrison, these type cats. If this can, if this white privilege can infiltrate a black dude who probably makes very low six figures, just guesstimate. How much more so would it permeate to the whole league, motherfuckers making seven, eight, nine figures? I don't know. And I think I'm saying I'm saying that to say I think that answers part of your question is why a lot of these cats won't stand up because it's tied to their money. And, no, I, and I think it's, I don't think it's so much. I think you're giving them too much credit again. I think it's just cowards. I think it's more tied to their money. Listen, it don't matter about your money when you see they keep getting killed. I think because everybody's coming on there getting killed. So all this shit about money and lifestyle and Would you quit your job right now to go protest? Would I quit my job? Or would you sacrifice your job now standing up? I already do. How? I'm saying no one I would go protest. Well, it's a difference. If you knew that protest would get you fired from your job, would you do it? See the delay in your voice? That's the same reason that they, in my opinion, aren't standing up. And I agree. Hold on. I give I give you a percentage. I think if you took, I think sixty percent of cowards, forty percent are worried about their money. I think I ain't gonna say cow. I think sixty percent don't recognize the problem, or, or thinks the problem isn't related to them. No, I, I gotta disagree with all that because right now everybody's aware of the problem. That's not one person. Who's not aware? I'm not saying aware like they don't know what's going on. Aware meaning, hey, this doesn't affect me. Hey, rich blacks, I mean, rich, a rich group look life is much different from a poor group's life. Yeah, we're not going to talk about classification. I'm saying right now, with what's happened this whole year, this whole summer, last year, year before, I think everybody's cognizant, but I feel like, I feel like 60% feel like that's not related to me. That doesn't relate to me. I'm a rich nigga. We'll use that term. I scout the trouble. I'm a rich nigga. It's not affecting me. It won't affect me. And then that's reckless. That's reckless thinking. And then I think it's forty percent who were like, "Man, I want to say something, but I don't want to get fined. 
I, I can't afford them to take anything out of my chip. Then that's coward behavior. And that's also reckless and dangerous. But you just paused when I said, would you do it knowing you would lose some of your money? It doesn't. Yes. But I, I mean, because it wouldn't be fair of me to say that. Because I'm not in that position. So anybody can say yes or no. But again, money is money, right? Like nobody wants to lose any of their money. Here's the biggest part right now. You can protest without losing your money. I, I disagree for them. I disagree. You see coaches saying, hey, if you sit, you, what did Jeff Fisher say? We did our whole thing about this. What I want you to do for the national anthem. And, and so, and the coach, of hockey coach said, if you sit for the national anthem, you sit during the game. You don't think a fine's coming with that from the team? No. I can have my, I can have my point of view. Here's how you can Exactly. You can have your point of view, but you can't get mad when your employer reprimands you for your point of view. And that's what it takes. I, mean, I think I, I get what you're saying, but I think the reality is most people won't do that when they know it's tied to their money. And here's the reality of all this situation. All this has to happen. You want to make only have to break free eggs. I'm not giving out excuses. I'm not handing out passes. I'm not I'm not gonna look the other way. Your services are needed. Are you ready to fight for it? Uh, He's already showing you. I think Kaepernick is brave for this. I I think it takes his braveness to another level. But I think that there are cats who are not doing it strictly for financial repercussions, like Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall said, "I I he got a right to say what he say, but I want to sit down for it because you know he sit down. It's gonna be a shit storm, and they don't probably find him." No, no. How would you? No. So first off, let's not talk about hypotheticals because right now no one's being fine because he's not the only one sitting either. There's also a kid in uh, Seattle sitting there, someone else who's sitting also. So let's not sit here and say, we know you'd probably be fine and all this stuff. Right now, nobody's being fine. Right now, you're just making your stance. And the only thing that's happening, you're getting the light shown on you and you make it bigger what, what your cause is. So right now, it's not no, would you protest and lose your job? Would you protest on your day off? And my question is, would you protest on your day off? Can't keep hiding. At some point, you're gonna have to stand for something. At some point, you're gonna have to speak up. And I applaud him for speaking up, even though there's niggas out here talking about he's not black enough. Even though there's crackers out here talking about you need to shut up and do like we tell you to do and walk that line and just be thankful, nigga, that you're in a in a country that give you millions. Even though there's blacks out here ridiculing you, I applaud it. And I'm so disappointed in the rest of these cowards, money-crazed little boys. Because when your woman is stronger and more courageous than you, that speaks, a, that speaks volumes of you. What the, we talking about what may happen with these NFL players. The WNBA players did get repercussions, and they did not stop. So don't give me no bullshit about these coward-ass niggas. When these women are standing up stronger than what they are. And they have way more to lose. I disagree with that, but okay. Listen, what they can do is not be playing over here at all. That, that's the repercussion they can have. It ain't like they, make all, they don't make a lot of money over there. They make more over there than they do over here. Exactly. So, but they don't want to go nowhere else. They want to stay home. They took the time. They had the courage. 
Find out they stood as a team. The Minnesota the women, they stood as team. And a bunch of other females, a bunch of other players did. And you mean to tell me, it's a 53-man roster. Preseason has an 80-man roster. The 32 teams, you do the math, that's over 2,000 players. Almost 2,500 players. And only one, only one stood for the cause. At the end, only three stood for the cause. That's pathetic. And there's no getting around that. There's no talking about that. There's no nothing. That is simply pathetic. Those niggas deserve to be called niggas. And they're nothing more than that. And as far as their white oppressors, their racist teammates who you thought you was cool with, they just showed you where they are with you, and they showed you how they stand. And you have a cracker like Drew Brees, and you have a cracker like Ben Roethlisberger, and you have other crackers, and you have motherfuckers using scare tactics like that hockey. Let me tell you something. That bitch ain't sitting everybody down to everybody sit down. So let's not talk this bullshit about what you can't do. Let's talk about what we can do. If everybody sit down, hell, if three quarters of the team sit, I bet he would make that motherfucker a liar. And I bet he played. So let's quit getting scared and start doing something. This is the problem. I like what Kaepernick doing. I stand with Kaepernick. Let me ask you this. I listened to a podcast earlier today as a white people. And one of the things they were saying about this was that some of this is tied to him basically on the downward spiral in his career. What do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you there's some good whites. I'm going to tell you there's some bad ones. Those are your bad ones. I think those are Crocker speaking. Right now, the NFL is strong, right? All this stuff is happening in the summertime. He's standing up for a cause. I don't think this is about, no, his, he, because he's on a spiral. No, it's not. He's standing for his cause. What what I'm not understanding is... Let me ask you this. Why didn't he stand the first game, the first preseason game? That would be a question I would ask him. Like, what made you decide the second game to stand? Here's my question. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, but it would be curious. So if it don't matter, who gives a shit about it? He, stood, he didn't stand. It doesn't matter when he did it. Because guess what happened when he did it? This happened. I also like to challenge everyone to think this way. What if he was standing for, if, what if he was sitting for women's rights? Would they be so opposed? What if he was sitting for homosexual rights, for gay rights? Last year, before they got that right to marry, if he was sitting for the right for gays to marry. Would everybody be so fucking opposed? Would it matter if he was light-skinned? Would it matter if he was mixed? Would it matter that he did salute the flag if it was all for this fucking gay rights? If it was for them, would it fucking matter? Would Drew Brees and Ben Rosenberger come out? Would Jerry Rice and Ron Harrison, would they come out with their name saying, would everybody do all this shit if he was standing, if he was sitting for gay rights? I challenge you. I bet they wouldn't. I bet he would be a hero. I bet he'd be an icon. I bet I want to be interviewing him from Conan O'Brien to Jimmy Kimmel to whomever the fuck because of his stance and how courageous he is in doing this for gay rights. But because it's for blacks, 
Now we have all these bullshit excuses and all these bullshit saying. Did why he did this? Why? How did he know? Is this true about? Gives a fuck. Is it courageous and is he doing it? And what the fuck are you doing? Not only is he doing this, he put his money where his mouth is. Donating million dollars to the call. So fuck with all this. Fuck this other shit. Cause that's what it is. Some fuck shit. Shannon Shaw said it best. He said, I grew up poor. Sometimes a house, cement floor, ten children. I'm well off now. It doesn't matter where you started, so you end up. He said, but during this whole time, 48 years, I've, I've been black. The only thing I've been, I've been rich, I've been poor. What I've been the whole time is black. And when people see me, and they see college educated, before you see my money, before you see anything, you see my skin color. You see black. And that's the thing right now. doesn't matter right now. Colin Kaepernick isn't, isn't. He's not profiled as a white guy. He's profiled black. So why the fuck are blacks acting like, well, he's not black enough? Who the fuck are you? None of us are 100%. None of us are African. So who the fuck? I disagree with that statement. How? We're not African. We're not full bloody. How many of us? Most of us are not. Most of us are me. And that's not by choice, right? So most of us are... Most of us are, have other blood by force, not by choice. Wow. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? He chose to be mixed. No, right or wrong? That's what I'm asking. No, I'm saying this. His parents chose to have him. Okay. Your great grandmother didn't choose to get raped by a white guy. Okay. So this is where that part stops at. Now, I agree with what you're saying. I agree with for the most part. As blacks, we need to unify and understand that the cause is bigger than who's saying. I agree with that. On the other side, what you may not agree with, we need to accept all of us. See, again, I told you, I have different feelings about I don't believe in interracial dating and interracial relationships. And that's another podcast. So, so I'm saying for the interracial children, right now, we need to accept all of us. Now and I think Steve still said something. She said she said she I think she got it wrong, but she said blacks accept interracial children when it's convenient for them. I should think it's the opposite. They interracial children play with the role what's convenient for them. Interracial children play the world they came from, right? But a lot of times you it doesn't matter how you try to play it in a you can try to play how you want to, how bear can't play cracker. She looks too but too black. But she's half white, half black. But why Carrie can play cracker? I think she's mixed. I'm not sure. Yeah, she is. She is. Yeah. But she can play cracker. Growing up, she can identify them. So that's a slippery, slippery slope. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, when you say that, this is not just clear black. Pardon the pun. It's not. It's not a pun. It's not just black and white. Pun intended. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> but let's spin it back to Kaepernick. So, well, if he never did this, would he be on the team? Yeah, he's on the team now. 
You do you think this helped keep him on the team, or made it hard for them to cut him? No, he would have been cut if they were going to be the sorry ass forty nine. You got Blaine Gabbert as your fucking starter. But Blaine Gabbert took his spot. Like this is purely football. We like. We, but who you got behind him? Here's the thing: if he was straight ass shoes, if he was, he'll be out the league. This don't keep or this doesn't make or break him. This isn't keeping him up. Could San Francisco cut him at these took a stance? That's the question I'm getting to. What now? Could San Francisco cut cut him after he took a stance? And majority, <laughs> you think so? Man, all of his supporters. I don't think they do that in a majority black league. Are you crazy? Can't you see it now? Who are who's supporting them? I don't think. I don't think. I don't think what they do, do that. What do, you, what do you think will happen? Nothing. Just 100 percent support. Like I read what, like I told you, Jim Brown was like, "Hey, he got a right to do what he want to do. I support him, but that's not how I would do it." Shaq said the same thing. My dad served in the military. I don't agree with what he's doing. Like, huh? Okay, so on the flip side, everyone want to do this bullshit about oh, the vet, the veterans standing with Kaepernick. All this, the first thing motherfucker want to say is, uh, you know, with the, when it comes to the flag, my my got people in the army. Who served and then disrespect the vet? He's not disrespecting the vet. Yeah, he's been very articulate about it. Like that's that, that's one of the things that pisses me off. How about America's disrespecting the lives of blacks and brown? Let's talk about that. Everybody want to talk about that shit about the flag, the flag, the flag. Let's talk about this fucking flag, man. Let's talk about how it's disrespecting and let's talk about what it stands fucking, what it stands for. I mean, as soon as you want to talk about it, like I spoke about, it's like if you married, if you got with a drugged out cork, cohort who was a prostitute, countless fucking gangbangs, countless abortions, just has ravaged her wound with drug use and a fast lifestyle. She started her life around, and now she's a God-fearing woman. Now, here it is. You, this is your wife. Y'all can't have children. We keep going around what's really happening. Let's get to the source of why we can't have children because the decision that was made prior is why we're in this situation. The decision that this country has made prior, the history of this country that everyone just keep on, let's not talk about it, that was so long ago, uh, why are we even bringing it up? This is, you know, that's ancient history, get over it. This is the reason why we're here now. So let's talk about this fuck-ass flag and what it truly stands for. And if you did your research, you won't stand for this motherfucker. And you damn sure won't pledge allegiance to it if you're a black man. You don't have no business doing it any fucking way. Hey, you may want to do the whole of the thoughts of Calhoun does not reflect the program of the digital damn all that shit. Well, bitch, your thoughts are your thoughts. I mean, we have this ain't we don't work for no big company, so 
What you see is what you hear is what you get. This ain't no act. That's who you are. I mean, this is literally what we've talked about countless times offline, right? I just find it quite frustrating. And and you said it best. This kid isn't even taking this. He's not trying to parlay this into a, into a reality show, some unknown fame. He's literally talking about the same thing when they interview him. Yeah, he's very, like, he's been very articulate. He's really thought this out. You can tell there's something to believe in because he hasn't, he hasn't wavered at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can tell there's something he's really thought about. He's really, for whatever reason, he's throwing himself into it. If it's something he really believe in, like he had an epiphany almost. No, he did. I mean, it was just. But yet, it was like Saul turning the Paul. So it was kind of that type thing. And so, you know, I applaud him for being articulate because they've set so many traps for him to kind of look bad and he's basically sidestepped all of them. The only thing I didn't agree with was him wearing the pig socks. Like, I, don't, I, I disagree with that completely. Well, like he was saying, that was in even, that was in pre, that was it before all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, of course, to me, you're going to kind of mix it up, but that's just something you... Yeah, they dug that shit up. That shit, oh. Yeah, that's, but that's something... Right now, his message is bigger than that. Like, he can actually... It's hard for him to do good by himself, but he can be the... He, he may not be the one to do it, but he can be the spark that, spark that starts the fight. And so I think that... I hope he recognizes that. And I think he does. I think he's starting to. And so what comes with that is that now he kind of has to watch himself 24 hours, how he moves, how he, how he dresses, kind of everything, what he says and stuff like that. And that's why I call him courageous. Because let's be real, very few people are, very few people want to do what comes with what, what has come after this. I mean, it's never stopped scrutiny. And everybody, I was listening to Colin, and uh, I forgot the kids, the guy's name, who, who he came on, and he was just talking about it. The guy was like, but it's coming from Kaepernick. And the guy was like, who cares where it's coming from? And what makes it so big Kaepernick? Because you know he had the hat and the tattoos and the... Hey, get out of here. Everyone just tries to nitpick. Nitpick, nitpick, nitpick. Every freaking thing. So he's doing everything strategically. That's what he's doing. He's doing everything strategic. Let me ask you this. As we move from this topic and as we wrap this up, if you were his advisor, what advice would you give him? Keep going. You hear me? There's no turning back. Keep going. And I got your back. He said it before he did it. He talked with his friend. He didn't make a big deal about it. He didn't do all that. He just talked with his friend. And he knew what was going to come from it. We said it. And I appreciate when we were talking. He was like, I'm getting sick of it. He cracked his cross on the line. I was like, I'll tell you what, Dan. I don't have any children, you don't have any children. Put your affairs in order, and if you want to, 
we can go ahead in these streets and get this justice. Then we had a conversation with our friend. And after we seen that, not just him, but a whole bunch of other well-educated black men has a certain point of view, it would do absolutely no good. You would be laying yourself on the stake for some niggas who are just be reading that they're like, something's wrong with them niggas. I mean, we t- just to bring it up to a thing, to make it quick, cop kills black, white cops kill black man Tuesday. White cops kill black man Wednesday. Black man kill white cops Thursday. Blacks are buying white cops lunch Friday. So, you know, your your frustration with blacks is you have 100% right to be completely frustrated with blacks and not to put yourself up from that. And not to just go out not, not to sacrifice for blacks. You capping again about who sacrificed for blacks has, a, has the absolute reason not to because they'll let you down nine times out of ten in this regard. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I applaud them even more so. For that very reason. Nobody rallying to his defense. Ain't nobody fighting with him. It's been two, three weeks. He's still fighting by himself. That's pathetic. In a league where easily 60-70% is black. Easily. And he still stands, sits alone. Two more players have, have, have come. That's... How would you... How you think we will be perceived? How should the other races perceive us? How would another race perceive that kind of cowardness? You see around the, around the world, people, sections, groups of, of races, go against their government. They go and get their freedom. This country went and got their freedom. But when it comes to black Americans, we refuse. And for him to make that kind of stance, I applaud it. Do you think he stands for the first game on 9 11? Or if he don't. Do you think he should? I say, I think he should. You think he should stand? Yeah. I think 9 11 is. If he stands for 9 11 and sits every other game, it'll be hard to not justify him. It'll be hard not to like what he's doing, for lack of a better term. Because he would, hey, I'm respectful to the people who lost their lives on 9 11. So, that, and then that goes right back to my earlier point. And, and my point is, in this country, we can do some shit like that, right? We can stand for 9 11. We can remember 9 11. We can't remember Black Wall Street. We can't remember Emmett Till. We can't remember Trayvon Martin. We can't remember Eric Garden. We can't remember Sean Bell. We can't remember slavery. We can't remember. Bloody Sunday, but we can remember 9-11. Who the fuck makes it where we can remember this, but we can't remember all the rest of the history? That's history, too. We can bring this up every year, but we can't bring up all this other shit. We can't bring up over 200 years of slavery. We can't bring up just 50, a little over 50 years of segregation, of integration. We can't bring that up. We can't bring up all the strains from Rodney King and now that we've seen. We can't. When Rodney King was beat, not slammed. Uh, we can't bring all of this up. But let's remember 9-11. Let's not even talk about Tuskegee Project. 
Let's not talk about the Alabama bombing. Let's not do that. Let's remember 9-11. So do you stand if you him? Do, do, do you stand if you him? I said because they haven't even recognized the call. We're going right back to what usually happens. So do you think if he says that hurt, that kills the message? No, it don't. It does. If he sits for 9-11, it's over. No, it does not. The message, hey, hey, newsflash. Message already over. I agree with that, but this, whatever momentum, whatever positive momentum he's gained, is out the window if he don't stand for nine eleven. That's what I'm saying. That's why this is all so fucked up. Well, I mean, you talking about? I'm talking about with other races. Whatever, whatever positive momentum he's gained with other races are like I stand with Captain and the other groups. He loses that. And this, and that's all goes back to the problem. So at this point, none of that matters because. This goes right back to that problem. Like I just said, we, an American tragedy, we can acknowledge it. You, you just said it. We can acknowledge the tragedy. We can acknowledge, we can have, we can hurt for it. We can have empathy and we can have sympathy and we can be sad and we can... But when it comes to our tragedy, there's a problem. Well, that, my friend, is a problem. That's your problem. I think it ties to a bigger problem that we'll talk about in another podcast. And that's the reason why he's speaking out. Hit him with the telephone and telephone. Thank you guys for listening to this edition of Darren.com. This is Colin Kaepernick, the real American hero. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.